Welcome to yet another episode of Best of Five. Incross got the show life for once in his life. Hell yeah, let's fucking go. Uh, this is also the final episode of Best of Five of 2022. So we're going to kind of like recap the year. And then we're going to recap all the crazy game updates that came out for the like latter half of the year. And then I have a very important announcement at the very end. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dive into that. Oh yeah, and we're also gonna talk about some problems that have been happening with the Tekken World Tour finals, specifically the last chance qualifier. It's a very interesting problem. We're gonna talk about it in a little bit. But first, before we get going, how's everybody? How's everybody doing? It feels like I ha- it feels like I haven't been here for a month. That's because uh, last week I was editing photos of Call of Duty players until four o'clock in the morning on Wednesday night into Thursday. So I was not functioning properly on Thursday, so I do apologize for having to miss the show. However, I am but one man. So I decided to get some rest, and then we streamed Street Fighter Six all weekend, and it was a lot of fun. So I do apologize for missing the show. However, I'm happy that we got to... We're, like, we're here. We're here. And it's the final show of the year. It's crazy. It's wild. It's wacky. So it's going to be a good one, hopefully. I'm going to try my best. Uh, so without further ado, ladies and gents, I think it's time for 2022's last weekly recap. Boom. I remember how to do this. We're going to start with the Arc World Tour, Arc Revo World Tour finalists. So we're recapping who's, who is who is qualified for all of the World Tours and all of the crazy stuff for the beginning of next year. So, as far as DNF Duo goes for the Arc Revo World Tour in 2022, we have Goichi classifying out of versus fighting, Young Song Cha classifying out of Rev Major, Lost Soul and Mystic Smash qualifying out of CEO Taku, K Top coming out of the mix up, Fighter Spirit uh, was taken by Kikio Chan, Arc Revo Japan was won by none other than Nanpon. And Frosty Faustings is going to be coming up very, very soon. So we don't know who has uh, won that yet. But we will as soon as the tournament happens. Next, let's take a look at the other side of Arc, the Arc Revo World Tour Finals. For Guilty Gear, EVO 2022 was won by Umi Show. Uh, as you remember, uh, DNF Duel was not a main stage game for, Arc Re- uh, for EVO. Uh, it was a side tournament because it had just come out. It came out a little too late. Uh, Skill takes the versus fighting title and qualifies. Gobo takes Rev Major. Nubenheimer with a crazy, crazy victory at CEO Taku. Everybody remembers that. We watched it here on the stream. It was great. Zando, the Israeli invader, taking the mix-up. Mochi taking it at Fighter Spirit. And Tai winning Arc Revo Japan. All qualifying for the Arc World arc revo world tour finals which is going to be in la uh next year and of course frosty faustings still hasn't happened so we'll we'll find out more about uh frosty faustings in uh in the coming weeks next let's take it over to the cpt qualifiers this is what we have so far this is what they have so far uh the cpt finals is going to be 48 players 26 of which are qualifying out of EVO and online premieres. 26 of which... Wait a minute. That doesn't add up. However many of which take uh, are qualified out of EVO and online premiere. And 26 of which are qualifying out of the uh, World Warrior... Uh, World Warrior events. Plus a couple in the last chance qualifier coming in as well. So, from EVO, Kawano... Taking that crazy, crazy set over Idom gets himself a spot at CPT Finals. North America West number one was taken by Samurai. Immediately after the four fills, taking UK and Ireland one. Mr. Crimson taking the Europe West. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, Europe West. I'm, I'm right. The Europe Mainland West taken uh, taken by Mr. Crimson. Just a kid pulling out that crazy victory in America, North America Midwest. Momochi taking the first Japan online premiere. Dookie 
not playing like Dookie, taking South America West number one. Brandon. Let's go, Brandon, going for South Asia Southeast. I probably should not make that joke. Uh, Central America East, taken by Mena RD. Save big money at Mena. Um, Australia was taken by the one, the only, the Travis Styles. Central America West, taken by Solving. Solving, you know, solving some problems, getting his way into the Capcom Pro Tour Finals. South Africa was taken by Jabim. So it's really, really cool that we get some South America representation this year at Capcom at the Capcom Pro Tour Finals. Ronaldinho taking it for Brazil, uh, making his way up to L.A. Hollywood, more uh, more specifically uh, for the CPT Finals in March. Phenom, the one and only Phenom, taking the Nordic Baltic online premieres. Europe West taken by Takamura. The Middle East was taken by Angry Bird. It was one of the birds. We all called it. NL taking Asia East. Asia was taken by DCQ. Europe East was taken by Merkin. And North America East, which was just a couple of weeks ago, was taken by the one, the only, the saltiest, the punk. So congratulations to everybody for qualifying for the Capcom World Tour Finals. However, that's not all. If you remember, Capcom uh, World Tour Finals is a whole week long, so we still have another page of people who qualified. These are the World Warrior Regional Finalists who qualified for the Capcom Pro Tour Finals. We're starting over at the UK and Ireland with Ending Walker taking an amazing win. Uh, if you all saw it, everybody was very, very happy for them. The 16-year-old prodigy is making his way to America for the Capcom Pro Tour Finals. Uh, Canada West was taken by Zero Blast. Once banned Zero Blast, might I add. Very bizarre that we have them back in the mix. Uh, Asia East was taken by Oil King. Canada East was taken by Joe Umerogan. The meme, the legend. Central America East taken by, of course, Mono. Still showing up, still beating everybody with Fong. Naruto Arsa. Naruto RSA. I have no idea. Uh, probably RSA, right? SA South Africa. Uh, representing South Africa. South America A was taken by the W Falcon. Spain and Portugal, of course, the Spanish sensation Vega Patch, playing the Spanish character Vega. Uh, Europe West was taken by Geek. Mexico by Uriel Veloren. And Oceania by ROF. And that is just about everybody who's going to the Capcom Pro Tour Finals. There's about four regional finals left and the LCQ. So. Once all that's settled, we're going to go to the finals. Up next, Grand Blue versus the Community League announced over at EVO this year. Oh, Veggie won today? Okay, wait, hold on. Hold up. And Veggie won today. Booking his ticket to the Capcom Pro Tour Regional Finals. Or, sorry, the Capcom Pro Tour World Finals. Sorry. All right. Also, wait, since Veggie won, he is that like the third birdie that's going? Anyway, we're moving on. It's Grand Blue versus Community League time announced at EVO. Uh, for the North America region, we have Skyfair and BG Callisto. Hashtag not just a streamer. Sensai Spider, Diver, Wavy, Apple, Zombie Moo, and Shuabu. All qualifying out of the uh, North America region. The North America finals is happening the second week of January, which is going to be either right before or right after our show. I don't remember. Let me look at a calendar here. It is after our show. Week after our show starts. The new season starts, which we'll talk about later. Uh, Europe, Miri, Svampin, Dragoid, TK Dog, PETA, Lord Venom, Fitizen, and Saki. All qualifying for the regional finals for Europe, which is going to be on January 14th. The Asia region, we have South Korea with Zeus and Framework. East Asia taken by Zeus and Yoro. C, S-E-A. C, it's the C. Southeast Asia is C-O. S-E-A taken by S-E-O and Oni. <laughs> uh, and Oceania by Just a Car and Chibo. So congratulations to everybody there. Going to the Asia finals on the first week of January 2023. It's already next year. It's crazy. It's scary. Next, let's head on over to the Melty Blood. Oh, 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 hey, let's head over to the Melty Blood official tournament series of the United States. 
From the US Central, we have Masoma, Tenchi, Lucy, Wowza, Renala, Manly, FGC, Lunar, and Shinigami. From the West, we have Raiden, Sauce Boss, trademarked, Himi, Shatani, Tensei, CG, Nico, Nico, Mei, and Luce. From the East, we have the Evo Champion, Scrot Vermilion, Jurassicori, Safe, Kiri, Omniscythe, Hyde, Trippy, and Infinity, all qualified as grand finalists for the big ol' United States official tournament. So congratulations to everybody. Uh, going to play some, uh, going to play some. Scrot didn't win Evo. Oh no, it was the other guy that won Evo. Scrot took second, right? Sorry, I forgot. I I beat I, I picked the other guy and won pizza from Steve. It wasn't Scrot. Then he took third. I don't know. He won wait, he won uh uh the other one, CEO Taku. Jiro. Jiro won Evo. Scrot Vermillion took CEO Taku. Am I wrong? Blue, am I wrong? Tell me I'm right. <laughs> he won the official tournament finals. Okay. But he did he win CEO Taku for this? Out of those names, crap. Oh, well, all right. I guess I guess we'll never know. Or you can find out by looking it up, uh, unlike how I did, because I did not look it up. Masoma won CEO attack. Fuck. Uh, well, Scrap Vermilion's up there, and he's winning stuff, so congrats, <laughs> congrats to everybody for, <laughs> uh, for making it out to the official tournament of the United States for Melty Blood Type Lumina. Last, but certainly not least, the Tekken World Tour. And we're going to talk about the Tekken World Tour finals coming up. But here are your regional finalists all going to Amsterdam to fight it out. Oh, I don't know why that happened. To fight it out for uh, for the big Tekken World Tour championship. From the North America, we have Jury Fury and the retired one, Speed Kicks. From Central America, Divine Exorcist 4. South America, Noel taking it. West Europe, we have Kawis and Joka. That's going to be a hell of a representation for Europe. Uh, East Europe was taken by Girlanda, the Italian. North Africa by Unknown, EXE. West Africa by Skywalker. South Africa by Kalen Bukes. So cool that we get so much African representation this year. Cannot wait to see how these guys play and how they do. The Middle East was taken by Rafe. Pakistan, both Arzalan Ash and Atif Butt, the two masters from Pakistan, Showing up to the finals. Southeast Asia was taken by Tejan. Shinakuma. The Akuma himself takes Southeast Asia. The Philippines and East Asia was taken by AK. Yagami takes Oceania. Korea. We got Ni and Yonaran coming. And finally from Japan. We have Nobi and Ao. All coming to Amsterdam in March. So ladies and gentlemen. With that. Those are the world tour recaps of 2022 in the last weekly recap of 2022 we did it we did it that's a hell of a long link <laughs> uh that's the finals for oh at nec right yeah i man i could have sworn scrap vermilion won something scrap vermilion wins everything all right that is the final weekly recap of 2022, so fun times for that. Congratulations, everybody. We made it. We made it. Big thanks to Blue in the chat. Big thanks to the mean, that mean scene in the chat. Without them, the recaps would not be possible, so they technically uh, kind of sponsor the recap. <laughs> kind of. I think it's time. Shall we chat? Shall we chiggity chat? Chat? Shall we chiggity chat chat? Let's talk about the Street Fighter 6 beta, because we had it going this weekend, and it was a hell of a time. Was it not? Am I wrong? The grand old song of my people. Um, Street Fighter 6 beta happened this past weekend, and for those of you that were not around, we played the entire weekend. We were here for... What was it? It was like 13 hours from the first half of Friday to another like four hours afterwards. We did nine hours and then another couple of hours afterwards for Saturday. And then on Sunday, I signed off a little later. I didn't get to play as much because we ran into a huge problem. Uh, for those of you that were hanging out and you remember, uh, we ran into this issue where it seems like only people from the South were getting this issue, which is very disturbing. 
uh, the game would just stop working after a specific amount of time. Everything would be great from morning to mid-afternoon, but after about 5 o'clock central, every once in a while, the game you would be playing the game, and then all of a sudden, the game would just stop. It's like somebody turned off, like somebody turned off the router. Somebody kicked the router. And after about like two seconds, it would then keep going again. Uh, it was very disturbing. It was very terrible. Apparently, only people from the South were having it. Uh, I got to play a little bit with James Chen while this was happening. And after the first match, we called it because we couldn't play. Uh, and James Chen had not run into this problem at all. Uh, it seemed like it was only on my end, which drove me crazy. And then I found out other people were dealing with it as well, which is sad. So hopefully that's something that will get fixed sooner rather than later. Uh, other than that, there seemed to be something a little bizarre with the beta. It felt like it was e either something changed with the optimization or something changed with how the game handles itself because uh, there was a little bit more uh, lag this time around. It was a little bit difficult to deal with. Here's some of our stream. This is us playing Alex or Bailey. Um, it was, it was a little bizarre. It felt like the game was a little bit more sluggish. It felt like uh, something was a little bit off. I don't know if that was the game itself. I don't know if the gameplay itself was slower or if something completely unrelated was happening, but that was something I think I noticed. One of the big issues that was, uh, was happening during the stream or during the weekend it could be more people playing Shiggity Shank. That's a really good point. One of the big issues, though, and this is something that somebody had said on Twitter Friday morning, and I didn't believe them until a little bit afterwards, but you know how there was a bunch of people playing the cracked beta? Yeah, so a lot of people have about three months on everybody who didn't get to play the cracked beta, and that was a little bit annoying. Uh, I think on stream we had this bit of this issue where we signed on, we were starting to play some ranked, and we were having a grand old time. Then all of a sudden, Alex Smith comes in with, like, one, like, jab-confirmed combo, spending his entire meter and killing us in, like, two hits. It was a little bit disturbing, right? And that happened a couple of times during the weekend, which was, you know, a little bit annoying, right? Because it's like, you know, like, what can you do? Like, you, we don't know how the game plays. We don't know how to deal with all this, but these people have been grinding it out. So, what can you do, right? Them's, them's the them's the breaks. Them's the breaks. Uh, but it was very... The really funny thing is it was very obvious. It was very, very obvious who ha who was playing the beta and who wasn't during the downtime. It was super funny. Die by Sword is right. What can you do? Get good. And we were getting pretty good, I think, at the end of the weekend. Maybe more burnt out than good. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chris T winning like four tourneys. Yeah. Yeah, and like that's, you know, th them's the breaks, right? Uh, it's really funny because with Street Fighter V, uh, I played the cracked beta, like nonstop, right? So I totally understand like wanting to, eat, not like both wanting to play the game and also like, you know, grinding the game to get, you know, the competitive advantage, right? Um, at the end of the day, that's how the cookie crumbles. Uh, Luckily, the matchmaking in the in Street Fighter VI is really, really good. So we got placed with people on our level, uh, and we got to play people that were like we got to some really, really close matches over the weekend because of that, um, because of that matchmaking. So it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, and like Blue saying, like it's it's there, right? It's not it's not the most like positive thing in the world, but it's there. So if you're trying to compete, like that's how you do it. Yeah, so it was a little bit annoying, like, running into somebody who's obviously been playing, but the fact that it was so obvious, I think, made it funny, so it was a little bit of an easier, uh, an easier pill to swallow. Other than that, it was just the same beta, right? Like, the front end of it was exactly the same. We still had our character, the peak of evolution. Uh, he was saved uh, during the beta downtime, so that was pretty cool. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think that was, that's about it. Like it was the, like they, there was some slight changes. Like level ones aren't uh, invincible anymore. However, that's not a hundred percent true. <laughs> um, maybe like it's the way the supers work. It was a little bit interesting trying to figure out like how to 
uh, deal with those level one supers not being invincible anymore. Um, and sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. It was very bizarre. There's still a lot to be learned from the game. Um, I finally started getting used to seeing a drive impacts towards the end of the weekend. I grinded it out a little bit in training mode. It was uh, the training mode's amazing. I can't wait for that to be in our hands for us an extended period of time. Um, but yeah, you know, fun times all around. I think um, aside from the connection issue that we had, uh, aside from the connection issue that we had, I think this beta went about as smooth as the last beta did. Except, actually, no, it went a little bit better because there were no server issues during the beginning of the beta. We got to get in, get right in and play. And matchmaking was a little bit inconsistent, right? Like, there would be times where we would wait, like, five-ish minutes for a match. There would be times where we would wait 30 seconds for a match. So, um, but yeah, we got to play Jabali again. We got to play uh, Jibo Automatic again. Like, getting to play with people, going around saying hi is one of my favorite things in Street Fighter 6, right? Like, just going to say hi to someone. Super fun. There's been some reports about matchmaking not working. Yeah, it was it it happened every once in a while. It wasn't consistent. But if the matchmaking didn't work, then you could just sit at a cab. Right? It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I, I really liked like the open world thing that they got going on. Chat, before we move on, anybody have anything else to say about the beta? Did you guys get to play? Did you guys get to enjoy it? Incross loved it. The open world stuff. Yeah, dude, that lobby thing is so cool. It's so cool. Like, literally, my favorite part is just going around and saying hi to people. Yeah, man. I got washed by a lot of good Jamies, too. I got washed by a lot of good Jamies. That may or may not have been playing for a couple months. Uh, but, yeah, no, it was it was very cool. That was a lot of fun times were had. The new characters. Yeah, we're going to talk about the new characters. <laughs> Die by Sword almost failed physics. We got an Ares button. We do have, well, we have a button. Oh, speaking of which, is Animate Sam in here? I owe Animate Sam a button press, so whenever he gets here, we'll we'll, we'll press the button for him. Because uh, I didn't have it set up during the weekend. Yeah, and for those of you that don't know, uh, you have a viewer rewards redemption called Press the Button. Which is where I press this gigantic button that I bought. <laughs> and then something happens, who knows? Uh, is that coming back next year? Maybe, maybe not. It is. This is my favorite part of the show, I'm not gonna lie, having this gigantic emergency button. You think Kimberly's gonna be the new Karen? Ah! Uh-oh. Shiggity Shank has redeemed press the button. Well, ladies and gentlemen. Here's what happens when we press the button. Wow, look at the opposite of turned up. Look at Jimmy J. He's a statue right now. <laughs> He's a regular Venus to Milo. I'd buy that. Look at him. Hell I'd buy yeah. that. I'd they buy that photo. They should have included that with the limited Yo, edition dig. of the game. Did you see yeah, the, the I don't slight need a statue of Heihachi and Kazuya. Let me get a Jimmy J. Tran. Let me get that. Limited edition. Throw in a couple of eggs. Make them different colors. I'm in. I'm in. Eggs, you say? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. You don't know the lore? No, man. Oh, you gotta, man. You gotta inform me. You got a me. lot of catching up to do, man. Okay. All right. They came out with a new Marvel. You're in for a doozy. What? You don't know about that? I don't know what you're oh, talking man. about, man. You better hope you don't like X-Men. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Okay. Into the wall. Flip over. All right. Back into jail. Junk Ding. What are you guys making jokes about? I don't know, What are you man. guys laughing about over there at the commentary table? Read this shit. Perfect. You better believe it. Junk Ding. Dead Everyone point. at the edge of their seat. Oh, get the, the back. Rear. Right in the doggy door. Gonna carry to the wall. Uh uh. Knees. All of them. Uh uh. Oh, jeez. Half Life already oh, got. Oh, Jet Upper. Oh, oh yeah. let's get it. Okay. Did you see perfect. how he was cranking it? He was like, oh, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I can watch all of this. Oh, man. Oh, so much disrespect. Unbelievable. Uh uh. Knees, give them to me. The uh, crowd. Uh. Listen to the crowd here. Oh, uh. get up. Oh, oh, Jesus. Everybody shut the fuck up <laughs> out there. Oh, my oh, God. John Ding. <laughs> I put that clip in there just to hear Eris shout. Everybody shut the fuck up out there. Anyway, that's what happens when you press the button. Uh, it's a clip from uh, old Base Monster videos. 
And that was Evo 2016, I think. Ah, dude, Eris going ham on commentary. I think that was also the year that Eris yelled uh, for MKX commentary. Yeah, that was Evo 2016. Uh, it was MKX commentary in the stadium, and somebody was playing Kotokan. And Eris said something like, Co-op is for casuals. We don't praise the sun around here. Good work. And I died laughing. It was amazing. It was amazing. So big ups to Eris. All right. Like Eris said, everybody shut the fuck up out there. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, that, that, was, uh, that was our discussion on Street Fighter VI. I miss Eris' commentary. I think we all do. I think we all do. Uh, Eris' commentary is the best commentary. Speaking of commentary and things we miss, the Tekken World Tour Finals is coming up. And boy, oh boy, we got problems. This week, the Tekken World Tour Finals tickets went on sale, and there was there was a, a very interesting issue that happened. Uh, an interesting, like, all tickets being sold out in under a minute, right? Now, that's a great thing, right? That's never a bad thing. Tickets being sold out in under a minute is amazing. It was very, very cool. However... However, the tickets that were on sale were attend uh, spectator passes, VIP passes, which included uh, like VIP seating and a goodie bag of some sorts, and LCQ tickets, which let you compete in the last chance qualifier, gave you a goodie bag and uh, seats at the World Tour Finals. The big issue is... Once the VIP tickets sold out, a lot of people, actually even before the VIP tickets sold out, a lot of people were buying the last chance qualifier tickets without the intention of competing because they wanted to just get a seat and get a goodie bag and the LCQ tickets were a lot cheaper than the VIP tickets. So a lot of people not planning on competing in the last chance qualifier just bought the cheapest ticket to get the seat and to get the goodie bag. The big issue is a lot of top players were sleeping. Or they were trying to get the tickets and unfortunately just weren't fast enough. So a lot of top players, like Book, <laughs> did not get a last chance qualifier, and that's the end of their that's the end of their uh, Tekken World Tour for the year. You know, it's a uh, it's a it's a bit of an interesting situation, and a lot uh, and some something that I think bothered a lot of people is the tickets are absolutely non-transferable, right? They're tied to your name. They're tied to an ID. You cannot buy a ticket and then give it to your friend and your friend goes and enjoys the, the stuff. No. It's tied to your name, so you cannot transfer it. So you bought it. You keep it. You can't send it in either way. After this was brought up as an issue, Bandai Namco Esports tweeted this out. We were able to make more slots available for players who weren't able to purchase the Tekken World Tour last chance qualifier tickets upon initial release. Please see the date below for when tickets... Sales will resume, and it's December 19th at 3 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. GMT, and 8 p.m. JST. Also, for players who wish to purchase an LCQ but were unable and purchased a spectator or VIP ticket, these tickets may be refundable after purchasing a last chance qualifier ticket. Great on Bandai Namco, right? 30% more room. They managed to make it happen. Then, very bizarrely, before December 19th, the sale began. The tickets went on sale before the time that they posted. And once again, the tickets sold out in like five minutes. So a lot of people who were ready to purchase their last chance qualifying tickets did not get that chance. After much pushback, uh, finally, Bandai Namco Esports uh, in uh, regarding the Tekken World Tour Finals released this final statement, which kind of put the nail in the coffin, unfortunately which goes a little something like this. Due to Tekken World Tour 2022 last chance qualifier tickets selling out quicker than we expected, we increased the number of tickets by 30%, but these two sold out instantly. We wish we could ensure that all those who wish to participate can do so, but it is difficult to increase the capacity further and effectively run the global finals at the level of quality expected at the Tekken World Tour. After thorough discussion, it was decided to reach out to the top placers for each of each regional finals who do not yet have a last chance qualifying ticket, asking if they need one. You will be contacted via Discord soon, and we need a reply soon after. 
We are very sorry, but it is difficult to increase the number of last chance qualifying slots any further. We may not contact all remaining regional finals player, but we'll go down the list from top placements for as many tickets that are left. Yeah, Tekken is too hype now. That's a good problem to have. And at the end of the day, you know, uh, this is my favorite part of the FGC is anybody can show up and anybody can play and anybody can win, right? So no top player privilege here. There were a lot of people trying to, uh, I know for sure, uh, Spag Spaghetti Rip uh, was, sorry, my hair got, my hand got caught in my hair. Uh, Spaghetti Rip was trying to uh, get people who did buy those last chance qualifying tickets for seats to give their, uh, was rounding up people who were offering to give their last chance qualifying tickets for those other top players. However, because they're not transferable, there's nothing we can do. So unfortunately, uh, that's the end. It's cool that they were able to increase uh, the number of tickets by 30% and that they're reaching out to top places for regionals to try to get them in there as much as they can. Uh, it's an unfortunate problem, but a good problem to have, right? Too much like too many people want to play Tekken. Too many people want to play Tekken. Too many people want to play Tekken. Uh, so that was the that was the big issue this past week and this past weekend. Uh, so, but big ups to Bandai Namco, man. I, I know that's tough, but I really appreciate the effort that they took to try to get this all working. All right, before we move forward, before we move forward, we have some business to take care of. Animate Sam. I saw you're in here. Are you in here? Yeah, there you are. You did a double take on that notice. Okay. I owe you a button press. So, without further ado, uh, for those of you that don't know, we have this button. You can redeem uh, channel points for it. Animate Sam did it over the weekend when we were streaming Street Fighter 6, but I didn't have the button set up, unfortunately. But now I do. So, Animate Sam, this is your very delayed, <laughs> like almost six days delayed button press. Escape. Got another chance up close here. One more mix-up is all he needs. And again, looking... Oh, that's a cool option, actually. No perfect. No perfect, man. No perfect. That is uh, King of Saras, if you're not familiar with that dude. Yep. I just see that child playing that game, and he's probably like, well, these people act their age. Come on, you know? <laughs> I, I think he's telling you the answer right now. Oh, your cat fell off. <laughs> you know, instead of caps, you know, oh, my God, I cap up. I do it in real life, and it feels great. Y'all should really do this. Don't act all stupid, though. They will kick you out. They do it. All right, <laughs> back to James and David. Thank you, big guy. And uh, Ray Ray said, you know, just hold on, give Bum some time for the downloads to kick in. You know, Bum definitely did better later on in the match, but Hanzo said in the chat, which I thought... All right, all right, I guess I can't show that anymore on Twitch. People are going to get pissed. <laughs> oh, man, the current climate of Twitch is... It sucks, but... That's hilarious. Uh, King of Saurus. That was SCR, I think, 2014, 2015? Yeah, I think that was still Street Fighter 4. Yeah, because that was the one that K-Brad won, I think, right? I could be wrong about that. But anyway, six days later, worth it? 100%. That was a hella worth it. Um, That's before your time. Yeah, that, that was like right when I started watching, I think. I think. But either way, um, tournaments, man. Tournaments were different back then in a good and bad way. All right. With that said, it is time for us to move on to the next topic. The crazy thing is it feels like every game got an update. Every, every game got an update. Let's start with the one that we talked about a little bit earlier. Street Fighter VI. We got to see the new characters. We got to see some crazy stuff. Biking got buffed. We're, we're going to talk about Guilty Gear in a little bit. But for now, let's take a gander at Street Fighter VI. Where's the audio? There it is. Come on! Break that Yep, so these are the places we're gonna get to go in World Tour mode. Starting with Metro City. This is the new master assist, so you can call in your your uh, trainer uh, to come help you during fights. You get to play mini games. This looks so cool. Next, we're gonna go to the Coliseum in Italy where we meet 
Marissa. We're going to a festival in France where we meet Manon. He was obsessed, you see. And then I don't know where we're going here. Finding an appropriate vessel for this power. Showtime, baby! Finally, we get to see how these characters move in the game. It's pretty cool. An honor to be sure. Now, we did get a little bit of a showcase from Capcom TV, but it was people playing with dynamic controls and mashing. It, they had fun. It was great, but we couldn't really learn anything from it, I don't think. Uh, all that we did learn is that these characters look great in the game, and I cannot wait to get to play them. Specifically, either Marissa, Manon, or JP. I think they look so cool. Like, the newcomers look so cool. And we've been getting, like, drip feeding of uh, some tech from the Twitter account, so we saw how uh, Manon's normals bring people in. We saw how Marissa has armor in certain moves. We saw how DJ has uh, fake fireballs. Dude, Manon making you dance with her while she beats you up is hilarious to me. I'm a big fan. All right, yeah, so this one is a little bit, uh, it's like a week old. Uh, it was at the Game Awards. Uh, and currently, I'm remembering that I forgot to download another trailer, so I apologize. We're going to be trailerless for the other one. Um, but yeah, uh, we did get to see these characters a little bit in action at the Capcom TV uh, presentation, where they had a very well-known comedian uh, join the panel and play with uh, other people on the show. Uh, it was very, they looked like they had a lot of fun. It was very entertaining to see how much fun they were having. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it was dynamic. I was hoping the dynamic controls would be a little bit different, right? Like it wouldn't be like so crazy. It would help slow the game down a little bit. So like things would happen purposefully. But at the end of the day, that's not for me. So they looked like they had fun. Things happened. And the game looks cool. That was the update for Street Fighter Six. Unfortunately, I decided to forget to download. Uh, I forgot to download the Tekken 8 trailer, so I do apologize. Tekken 8 was also shown. A very bizarre trailer of Tekken 8 was shown. It looked like there was more to the trailer, but the trailer just ended. Um, luckily, because we got to... Because we got to uh, see Harada and Michael Murray at the regional finals, they had a panel where they explained... A lot of things and they said something that I had not thought of and it makes a lot of sense they wanted to show more in the trailer however because it's the game awards and they're in like they tell you your trailer can be X amount of time no more no less suck it uh, they had to put in as much as they could in like the minute that the trailer was right so they showed off what they couldn't show off in the trailer at the regional finals in this panel they showed off the heat system right that's the heat system uh, it's basically like a, a, a like a, an interesting version of a rage drive that you have access to uh, from the beginning of the match. And it can either be like a combo extension, it could be a damage dealer, like a combo ender, or it could be something completely different that we don't know. He showed, uh, they showed Jack 7, or I'm sorry, Jack 8. His heat, whatever, is like a giant, like gun falls on you. Uh, Kazuya gets like an extra crouch dash. It's crazy. It's crazy. I can't wait to see that more in action. Uh, they showed uh, some crazy wall interactions as well. Uh, we saw Jack 8 getting uh, blown to smithereens DOA style after getting wall splat. Uh, so that was very interesting. There there are worrying parts for me, I think, because they explained that, that the, the word that they were trying to get for this game is aggression is they really wanted this game to be more aggressive and less uh, neutral-based like it is right now. So that worries me a little bit, but, you know, we haven't seen much of the game just yet. So I'm interested to see it. The game does look great. There are a lot of people saying that the game doesn't look good, but they didn't watch the 4K trailer, right? They only watched, like, the trailer that was at the Game Awards, so it wasn't high definition. And there's a lot to the story. couple of things that they did confirm... Uh, in this panel is that Jun is going to be a playable character. It's very interesting. And the the part where she looked like she was healing Jin 
where like there's this flash of light and she's like oh something something healing or whatever uh that's her rage drive or her rage art so that's like her destroying somebody with light and it looks like she was healing him it was very funny along with this they also confirmed you know rage drives and rage arts will be back june isn't dead that's right and and they squashed the myth that everybody was or the rumor that everybody was starting to spin the rumor mill was working and they shut that shit down Tekken 7, or I'm sorry, Tekken 8 is a 3D game. Just because we haven't seen sidesteps doesn't mean it's not 3D. So, and they went on to further to say that they wish it was 2D because designing 3D stages is twice as hard. <laughs> so, big ups to them. The game looks incredible. Like, the colors really pop King's, uh, King's shorts, or King's, like, pants look so cool. Jack 8's, like, entrances look so cool. Lars looks super interesting. This game's gonna be great. Uh, I can't wait to see more. I thought it was further along than it, it is. But the fact that we didn't get to see too, too much means that it's probably not going to be out until maybe like 2024. So early 2024. So does that mean Heihachi can come back too? Who knows? So according to Harada, they never said June was dead. It was just heavily implied. And turns out she isn't. Right. So is Heihachi dead? We didn't. Did we see him fall into the lava for realsies? Who knows? They've been saying Heihachi's dead. So who, who knows Who knows what's what anymore? Harada does whatever he wants, right? Um, but, you know, there are a lot of people that were asking for June back. So this is the first time she's back since Tag 2. Next, along with Tekken 8 being revealed, there was also a Tekken patch this, week, uh, this past week. And here it is. They added streaming mode where... Uh, when activated, the online ID or gamer tag of the opponent on the versus screen and the battle screen in ranked match, player match, and quick match will be released, replaced to the character name. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, it basically it, it helps minimize the toxicity from streamer communities, and I think that's very interesting. Uh, they expanded character selection features, so you essentially can choose a favorite character, and you can hit one button, and it will choose that character and that costume that you enjoy. They modified the tournament settings so that you cannot choose a favorite character, you cannot choose character costumes, and you cannot save the last costume selected. And I think that's wonderful because fighting with people who have wild costumes is very difficult. Along with this, and this was something that they announced at the panel at the Tekken World Tour Regional Finals here in uh, LA, they added fan art as selectable game portraits in-game, or as selectable character portraits in-game. That, I think, is the smartest idea I think I've ever seen. Going to the community and being like, hey, this art is really good. Let's put that in the game. Is amazing because it gives people another chance to get involved with the stuff that they love. And the art is absolutely bonkers amazing. It's it's super duper cool. I cannot wait to see like what more they add uh, if they're adding it to Tekken 8 or what more they add to Tekken 7. Um, but fun times all around. Uh, and big ups to them for thinking of that because I think that's so, 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 so cool. Uh, more community involvement in the game in a way that doesn't disrupt the game is always a plus. It's never, never a negative. Since it seems like Tekken 8 won't be out until like 2024-ish or like at least late 2023, I wouldn't be surprised to see more Tekken 7 stuff after Tekken World Tour Finals in March. So... Unless they're completely hiding how far along Tekken 8 is, I think I think we're going to see more Tekken 7 before we see some more Tekken 8. Granted, we are going to see Tekken 8 at the Tekken World Tour Finals because Harada and Michael Murray said so. So they, they specifically said, hey, we're going to have more news at the Tekken World Tour Finals. And they said they wanted to announce the release date of the game. However, the marketing team said no. Uh, do I mean more Tekken 7 content or another tour? Both. Most likely both. Who knows? Um, but yeah, Street Fighter 6 might be the new, uh, the only new game coming out this, uh, this 2023. There, we still don't have any information about the NRS project. Um, next in the parade list of games that got updates, DNF Duel. You know, the game that everybody loves to hate or hates to love, uh, got quite a ridiculously large update. Yeah, they announced this update was coming, that it was going to be over 100 buffs, and that they were changing a lot of the game. And a lot of people have been playing it, and this came out earlier this week. Here is just the overall game changes uh, from the game patch and what they changed. Uh, they changed the dodge. They reduced the recovery of the dodge. 
Boy, I wish I could see what this said. Uh, they reduced the recovery of dodge. They moved the activation of invul invulnerability to be effective immediately, so frame one invuln. Uh, and they moved the activation time for invulnerability against projectiles to be frame one as well. Guard cancel. Uh, they adjusted the recovery to reduce the hit guard frame gaps. Whatever that means. I read it, but I don't understand it. I'm going to look at it again in a sec. And airborne magic spells. I'm assuming that's what that is. Uh, adjusted to face the opponent immediately after performing the skill. So, uh, things will be, uh, cross-ups will be, or like your character will turn around at the appropriate time. So, let me see this guard cancel attack. Adjust the recovery on oneself, stun on the opponent to, ah, whatever. I, I give up. I give up. I give up. I tried. Along with this, they had a gigantic laundry list of buffs for just about every character. And they announced the season two as well. So here's DNF duel. Um, I've seen a lot of people playing uh, this uh, this week since the new patch came out, and it seems like a lot of people are very excited for this patch coming out. Uh, the changes to dodge and the changes to uh, stun, like they basically kind of buffed all defensive options, uh, which is super super interesting. So big ups to DNF duel. It's alive. It's still here, and people are still playing. Uh, I'm definitely going to be checking it out later this week once I get some time. So, big ups to DNF Duel. DNF's coming to Switch as well. Oh, shit, I didn't know about that. Maybe I did. I, I feel like I remember seeing it, but... But yeah, big ups to DNF Duel, man. They're doing... They're keeping that game alive. And the fact that they're changing it for the better, in my opinion, is nothing but a good thing, you know? All right, we got two more games. <laughs> we got two more games. Next, this was last week. It was a day before the beta, but we didn't get to cover it in the show because I was out like a dummy. Guilty Gear Strive got a ridiculously large update where a lot of things changed drastically. So, I'm a Giovanna main in Guilty Gear Strive, and that character is completely different. Her BNBs are now different. You can't do uh, what you usually did because her crouching fierce is now different. Or her crouching heavy slash is now different. It pops people into the air. So you can't do the normal uh, juggle combos that you could do before. You have to do it with um, with her other moves. Which kind of affects how she, how she corner carries. Um, I don't know how good or how bad it is yet. Uh, I've just messed with it a little bit. Uh, but it's very, very difficult for me to unlearn the previous BNBs to go to this new BNB. Um... Along with this, they asked, they they added crossplay and they changed the mechanics some. Uh, the tension gauge now increases more the higher your character's risk level is, and the increase reward, the increase, they increase the reward for successfully making it out of dangerous situations and going on the offensive. Uh, the risk level depleting over time is now faster, and the risk level now resets when Psych Burst is activated. Uh, other changes affecting all characters is they have uh, forward uh, 2P is now um, is now uh, even hurtbox wise for all characters, and the height of the uh, hurtbox uh, was the same for all characters at the lowest point of the attack, but the hurtbox height during the startup of each uh, of each character was varied. So they kind of uh, they kind of standardized it across the cast. So. Oh yeah, very good point for those of you that don't know. Huge sales happening uh, for for holidays and the end of the year. Like I saw Tekken Seven is like six bucks. It seems like most fighting games are off like at least like forty percent. Is that a QT cup? No, it's a Nukes cup. What's a QT cup? Grand Blue Versus is on sale as well. Yes, and they did have a big update recently, but Quick Trip. Oh no, sorry, it's a Nukes uh, Nukes Deli cup. We have a giant collection of them. This is their 4th of July one. I don't have it on my desk anymore, but they also have a uh, holiday one. Oh, Shiggity Shank, thanks for the shout out. Yeah, Fallout 1 and 2 and Tactics is free on the Epic Game Store. And you can use Best of V Show uh, as a supporter creator code on the... On the... Yeah, here's our collection of Nuke Cups. So you want a Christmas one? Or you want a Breast Cancer one? Wait, no, that's... Ovarian cancer, sorry. Yeah, but anyway, we got a lot of nukes cups. Thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anywho, 
Um, we have one more game to go over that got a patch recently, and that game is the one and only Melty Blood. Uh, this is just the the overall changes for Melty Blood. Sorry that I, I really wish I could figure out how to not stretch this thing. Um, this is what the top of the page says for the gigantic laundry list of changes. It says this update is primarily intended to expand the variety of play and improve moves that were difficult to use or that lacked utility. For example, moves that had no benefits when incorporated in combos have had damage increases or reduced damage or recovery scaling. Reduced scaling often increases combo damage and also makes the additional attacks possible since it reduces the chance for the opponent to tech out. Damage scaling is adjustment applied to combo damage calculations and recovering scaling is the adjustment applied to the no tech durations of combos. Hitboxes have been improved for moon skills and other skills with activation costs and to moves with major openings and risks. We have also avoided weakening character moves and adjustments in order to allow for use as is in combos. And they fixed other bugs considered to have a strong effect on battle results. So, big ups to the Melty Blood uh, patch. If you guys haven't seen it, I got it. I got it. I got it sent to me today, and it like was like this tiny thing, and it just looked like a scroll, like a gigantic like receipt that you get at the supermarket with all the coupons, uh, and it was all character changes. The bad part, however, the bad part, however, is that unfortunately, this update did kind of break the online on PC. Uh, people are waiting anywhere between like one to five minutes uh, because the game just freezes uh, while you're trying to do some matchmaking on the PC. So hopefully that gets fixed faster, uh, sooner rather than later. I, I know I know Melty Blood has always had issues on PC, so I'm kind of hoping that, you know, that all goes away sooner rather than later. Oh yeah, and they had two new characters, which I don't have the trailers for, unfortunately. So yeah. Um, yeah, the two new characters, which I was told are not Melty Blood characters. They're Fate Go characters. <laughs> so big ups to that. Um, so big ups to uh, Fate Go, you know. <laughs> big ups to Fate Go. All right. Were there any other game updates I missed, chat? My fellow co-hosts, did I miss anything? They're, you think they're the last fake characters in the game ever? Hmm. That'd be interesting to find out. I did play a little bit of Neko Arc, and she's very fun. The fact that you can just, like... Hold down buttons after you whiff something. And she has like a backup attack is very interesting. Last characters from Fate Go. Ah. And they tease the next character already. Cool, cool, cool. Man, there's a lot coming down the pipeline, huh? We have Street Fighter 6. We have Tekken 8. We have Melty Blood characters. We have DNF characters. We have Guilty Gear characters, right? Like Delilah's supposed to come out soon. So pretty, pretty fun. Pretty fun stuff coming down the pipeline uh, on this, the New Year's. The music has ended, so you know it's time. Uh... We're going to end just a little bit early, but I think I covered just about everything I could this week. And it's time for a very special announcement. Now, this is not something I talked about a lot, and this is not something I talked about to anyone, I don't think. Um, but this year was pretty wild for Best of Five, right? Everybody retired. I'm the only person left. We did a show from Combo Breaker. We did a show from Evo. Right? Like, we covered all the good, all the bad. Like, we've had a hell of a year. Um, so these past two years have been pretty crazy. Now, that leaves the future of Best of Five. After running Best of Five for a while on my own... Uh, I think I've come to uh, a couple of decisions that I didn't think I would come to, you know? And I know when Steve first retired, uh, you know, I wasn't entirely sure what I was going to do. And I think I said it very publicly that my first knee-jerk instinct after Steve retired was to just end the show, right? Because at the end of the day, I was the last person brought in, Sharpie aside, of course, uh, I'm not even supposed to be the host. Efren retired. I started hosting. Everybody left. And now we've started doing it again. People are coming back. Um, but I'm the last one here. And the this last quarter of the year was going to be kind of a test drive to see if I could keep doing this or not. Right. Um, because at the end of the day, it is 
a lot of work. And I think I've shared how much work it is. Like Steve was crazy enough to take on like the majority of the work, right? While I was, you know, uh, not being serious about it. So I had to start being serious about the show. And I've decided that uh, I've decided that I'm going to retire uh, best of five. Best of five's look. I'm retiring best of five's look. I'm retiring best of five's look. So. <laughs> so uh, here's what's happening. Here's what's happening. Uh, aside from the last thing I said, everything else was very I was very earnest about. This was going to be a trial, and I think I can do it. This has been very fun, and we have a lot of cool things planned for 2023, including a gigantic rebrand. So this, the last episode of 2022, is the last time you will see this layout. No, we're still going to be called Best of Five. We're still going to be called Best of Five. Nothing in that sense is changing. None of the links are changing. Nothing is changing except how this all looks. So we, I've been working on a rebrand for the show for the past couple of months. Uh, I hired an artist friend of mine to help us with everything. So here's the information for next year. We're not having a show next week. We're not having a show the first week of June or the first week of January. Sorry, not June. Our season six of best of five slash our rebrand is going to be on January 12th. It's going to be on January 12th. The, so these two weeks is going to be nothing but me changing assets around. We're going to get new emotes. We're getting a new logo. We're making sure that everything works and everything looks as cool as it possibly can for us to move forward with best of five. So there it is. And Twitch even knows about the fact that on the 12th, we're starting a new season with a new rebrand. So it's probably it has the potential to be quite a big thing. Dude, Rock Bogard, man, I really appreciate that. It's been a lot of fun. You know, it's, I think, I don't know if I've said this on the show, but before, before even Sharpie left, uh, I was having, I was having troubles with my life being a little bit turbulent, you know? Um, but I think I'm finally like in a spot where I've gotten the production of the show in a place that I like. Uh, I have a team working behind me, you know, uh, I said it before, Mean Scene. Blue, uh, our editor Olsen, we also have PB Tough, like those guys have been helping me keep the show uh, organized as much as possible, uh, which has been a huge, huge help. So big ups to them. Everybody give them a round of applause, will you? Because I think without them, I would not have been able to do this. Specifically Olsen for editing, uh, that mean scene for creating all the recap graphics, and Blue for all of the uh, research that he does to help uh, get information. So everybody please give them a round of applause. Some clappies all around for Mean Scene, Blue, Olsen, everybody. That's the story. That's where we're at. I don't know if you guys were here when we were playing Street Fighter VI, but I brought up the possibility of doing a show at CEO, and Jabali said wholeheartedly, I got you. So we're probably going to do shows at CEO. Um, I'm still trying to work out to see if we can go to Evil Japan. It's not looking great, but we'll see what happens uh, closer down the line. Uh, I know for sure I'll try my best to get to uh, Evo or Combo Breaker, et cetera, et cetera, depending on the state of the pandemic, because apparently it's coming back. So um, lots of big stuff coming on 2023. I'm excited. It seems like you guys are excited, too. Uh, so thanks for sticking with me during these turbulent best of five times. Uh, but know that, you know, we're 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 buckling down and we're getting shit done. You feel me for the final time in 2022? Ladies and gents, this has been an episode of Best of Five. I've been Elon. You can follow me at Best of V Show on Twitter. You can go to bestofvshow.com and go to all of our socials. It has even our uh, podcast links. I want to remind you guys that we're also on Amazon Music now, Amazon Music and Audible. So if you guys like audiobooks, delete all of them and just get Best of Five podcast on uh, your Audible app, please. Best of V Show for everything. And wait, you guys feel that? It smells a little, does it smell weird?
Wait, something's off. Is that? Does that smell like a? It smells like a black hole. Is that a black hole? Oh my god! It's a black hole!